Veterans are on the verge of making even more history. Thanks to vets, VA is on the verge of enrolling our one millionth veteran into the Million Veteran Program, or MVP. MVP will help make important healthcare discoveries for veterans like you. So visit mvp.va.gov today to learn more and join nearly one million of your fellow brothers and sisters in arms who are taking part in this groundbreaking research. That's mvp.va.gov. Thanks a lot. Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. I'm Marine Corps veteran and your host. My name is Travis. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. I want to thank my sponsors, Joyce Asac of Asac Real Estate, Army National Guard veteran Mark Holmes of Reaper's Detailing and Power Washing, and my supporters, Bone Frog Warrior Apparel, Caisson Shaving Company, Black Cat Designs, and Savage American Woodwork, all veteran-owned businesses. Thank you. It's November, uh, right at or before Thanksgiving when we do this. Um, it's a holiday time of year. And I want to thank Michael Madsen. First, he came on, the good old warrant officer from Georgia. Great conversation. Talked to Command Sergeant Major Barry Smallwood. And now he has got me connected with Mark Clark, who is a VA mortgage specialist. And I've got a lot to learn. So without any further ado, Mark, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you so much. Thanks, Travis. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. I... I, I I have a lot to learn. There's a lot I don't know in life. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize I just I don't know anything about anything. I mean, I'm not wearing that as a badge of honor, but I'm like, man, there's just a lot I don't know. And I'm finding out uh, that navigating, you know, real estate, especially during this time, there's a whole lot of unknowns. So I'm really glad you, you came with me today. But um, while we get started, you know, do you have any military connection? Do you do you, you have the thank you veterans? I like your your logo and everything. What's your connection to the military, please? Yeah, I am not personally a veteran, but um, my I, I guess you could say my my first introduction was um, when I was very young. Um, we would take trips uh, as a family, and my dad would drive our Winnebago and. Uh, when it was late at night and my brother and my mom were back sleeping, I, I'd want to go up and sit in the, the front seat and co-pilot with my dad. And, and he would tell me uh, his war stories from World War II. Oh, wow. Um, he, was, uh, he was nearly 50 when I was born, so there's a little bit of a gap there. I'm um, the youngest of six. And so uh, I had the opportunity to hear firsthand stories, and they fascinated me. Um, and, and so... Um, ironically, there's a major difference between my mom and my dad and as far as years and both my grandfather, my maternal grandfather and my dad were in World War II, both served in the Pacific. Uh, grandpa was Navy and my dad was uh, Army. So it was, um, that's really what, what really uh, kind of started my interest and, and um, you know, just listening to his stories, I'd have my dad teach it at uh, my, my children's schools about World War II and um, put his stories up on YouTube. It's, um, they, they, were, they were the greatest generation. 
fantastic, fantastic. And, and it must have been really, you know, cool now looking back to hear those stories right from your father, not through a video game or a book or a movie, but, you know, from, from, from your father himself. Yeah. You know, it's uh, kind of the intensity of it uh, <laughs> really comes through when you're hearing it firsthand. And uh, um, he was never one to, to brag much like most of that generation. Uh, he didn't come out and just talk about his, his stories. Uh, but if you asked him, then he was, he'd be willing to share. And um, I'll never forget, uh, we took him to uh, Saving Private Ryan. And while that was the European theater, uh, and he served in the Philippines, I'll never forget the look on his face when we came out of that movie. His face was white as a ghost. And he, he said, that was real. That, that the memories that just wow. went through his head and, and again, the intensity with which, um, you know, he, he shared his stories and, and how he can remember seeing a kamikaze pilot so close to his, his ship that, um, he could see the, the, the pilots gr in his teeth like that. And he'd actually share it like that. And man, it, it's, it's impactful. It has to be, has to be. You, you grew up with that. Uh, did you always grow up in the Georgia area? No, I actually grew up in, in Illinois. My dad. Uh, Get out. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I grew up in Illinois. Okay. Well, I, I was in Rockford. I grew up in Rockford. I don't know if you know. So that's, 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 yeah, uh, Quad Cities, right? Uh, it's just south of Beloit, Wisconsin. So middle of the state. Uh, okay. Um, you know, just shot, just short of Wisconsin there. Um, and, uh, my dad went to, um, you know, they, they wanted him, him to progress, um, from, you know, his service in, in World War II and, and stay in the military and climb the ranks. And he, uh, he, he said he had had enough. <laughs> he had seen enough carnage. Um, he watched most of his, his friends, uh, die. And so, you know, he, he had had enough. So anyway, he wound up at, at dental school at, at Northwestern and then settled in uh, Northern Illinois. And that's how we uh, stayed there. I, I grew up uh, there until I went to college. I, I grew up about um, an hour west of Peoria, Illinois, farm ah. country. Yeah. I mean, corn rows, soybeans, the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, that, that was the heartland. Like, right, you know, 40 degrees below zero because the wind chill was just brutal, right? It's, it's flat, people don't understand how flat it is. So it is. It, it, Nice, nice, nice. How did you, you know, you, you go to college, you, you you graduate. Were you always interested in the mortgage business and, and realty as a as a whole, or how did you get into that? No, uh, I was actually in um, the manufacturing business of, of health supplements, and we sold our company. And then I'm kind of like, what am I going to do now? Um, you know, no idea what I'm going to do. And uh um, my wife had me drop something off at a friend's house and they're, they're just a small mom and pop, um, mortgage brokerage. And, uh, she asked me what I've been doing and, and, uh, caught her up on things. And, and she said, well, you ever thought about being a mortgage loan officer? I'm like, no, it sounded miserable to be honest with you. Cause I'm not, I'm not interested in finances. Money doesn't, money doesn't motivate me. I, I don't care about money. Um, but a cause does. And I went home, didn't even think about it again, but it, 
all of a sudden it just kept coming back to me over and over. What about this mortgage thing? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And it would just pop into my brain randomly. And so I'm like, finally, okay, fine. I'll look into this. Um, everybody has their own belief system, but certainly uh, I was being told something because I did not want to think about that. And so I, I took the test and um, got licensed. And then I'm like, what am I going to do now? You know, what scroll through my phone and just start calling friends and family. That sounds miserable. You know, cold calling people. That's miserable. You want a house now? You want a house now? You right, right. So I, I didn't, so I joined this marketing group, um, that, that teaches how to, how to cold call realtors to set up coffee appointments. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to start somewhere. It doesn't sound fun, but you know, start, it's a start, but they held these morning meetings on webinar. And um, a VA loan specialist came on one day and the light bulb went on. And I'm like, okay, there's my cause. So I reached out to him and uh, just so happens he was head of an organization that certifies loan officers to be VA loan specialists. And, um, and, it, and, and the rest is history. I mean, I was all in because always had an interest in helping veterans and, and um, you know, again just from my my history with my dad and it all clicked at that point so i uh, come full circle um it, 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 it was right and uh certainly i was being led to to something i was not aware of even though i was uh kicking and screaming along the way so <laughs> no problem with that no problem with it. now what goes into becoming a certified va loan specialist because there are different rules. I know that much. Yeah. What's involved? So really any anyone that's licensed uh, as a loan officer can, um, can do VA loans. Uh, I like to say just because you can doesn't mean you should though. Um, you know, being a specialist, most of us that are specialists eat, breathe and sleep it uh, every day. And, um, you know, there's no technical certifying body by the VA, at least not at this point. I've, you know, they've kind of hinted towards they may do that, but at least at this point, it's non-existent. So you have to go to these independent organizations that um, passionate people have set up to um, certify you or, um, you know, take a class, be in a organization that that's what everybody focuses on is VA loans. We're a small group in the grand scheme of things. Um, most, most loan officers and lenders, frankly, don't really know what they're doing with a VA loan. It's not hard. Really? Yeah. It's not hard, but it is different. It's very different. And if, if you're inside the box and everything just works out perfectly, anybody can do any type of loan. But if you have one little hiccup, um they're gonna have no clue how to navigate that because the navigation of a va loan is just different again not difficult but different and so it can really trip trip up a loan officer if they don't know how to navigate that and next thing you know they're blaming the va and and then the veteran thinks the va you know is a problem and they can't get a loan when really it's the lender that just doesn't know how to handle it one of the things that I've come across is, yeah, you know, lenders one, but realtors especially, uh, the minute you tell them, hey, I'm a veteran and I want to use my VA loan, they're checked out. 
I, not Joyce Asak, my sponsor, but I've had other realtors tell me they just move on because they don't feel, one, that it's worth their time, and two, the VA loan rules are so restrictive that, you know, they can get a, you know, a house with no home inspection, no this, no that, slid right through, whereas the, the VA loan is more restrictive. That's what I understand. And so, you know, how, how are you supposed to use your VA benefit if the feeling is no one wants to really work with you in the first place? Yeah, it, that's this is a great point, and it's so important. Um, I've actually got a realtor in my market who uh, literally in his listings uh, in the MLS states that VA and FHA are at the bottom of the list of what they'll accept. Um, and it, it's it's an absolute travesty. I, I, I don't I don't know the legal aspects of that because I'm not an attorney, but um, it sure sounds discriminatory to me. Uh, education is the key, uh, yeah. I, which is why myself and other VA loan specialists throughout the country, I teach CE courses here in Georgia to real estate agents to dispel those myths. And everything I teach is backed up by market data. This isn't Mark saying, hey, my dad was a vet and touchy feely stories. And um, while I'm happy to share those, the market data says that the VA loan is the best loan. It's the most liberal loan. And in fact, has the lowest denial rate of all the loans from application to loan process and acceptance. So they're simply just mistaken and they're ignorant and uneducated and they need to be educated. Um, one thing that uh, I think is important is that both um, realtors educate themselves and LOs. And frankly, unfortunately, it, it's great for you as a veteran to also understand a little bit. Um, you shouldn't have to, you should be able to rely on the professionals, but the sad part is you can't. Um, unless again, you know who you're working with and you know they're a specialist and you know they know what they're doing. Um, I handle my veterans very differently than most of my clients um, because, because of this issue. You have to do things a little bit differently. Sure, sure. So do you do this as your own company? Do you do it for another company? You know, how do you, you know, work in this space and advocate effectively? Yeah, I am uh, employed um, here in Georgia. You have to, it is required by law to be a W-2 employee of a mortgage company. Um, I am employed by Geneva Financial. Okay. And um, both myself and my branch and branch manager are extremely VA heavy, which really helps. Uh, my branch manager, she's she's got a son in the Navy. And so, we're, you know, it's, it's our drive and focus. Um, and so... You know, fortunately for me, my company is very VA friendly. Um, not all companies are. Uh, and, and those are questions that veterans should be asking of their loan officers. Um, you know, there there's a big disparity between companies in how they handle VA loans. Um, some have, uh, you have the VA guidelines and then you have overlays that companies can put on top of the VA line guidelines. So for instance, some may have um, a, a rule that they 
that they employ in their company for veterans that the VA doesn't. And, and as an example, the VA doesn't have a DTI or debt to income ratio requirement. There isn't one, but companies may put a restriction on it at 50 or 55%. And so a loan officer may say, oh, you know, uh, to their veteran or, or active duty member say, oh, your DTI is too high, you can't get a loan. Well, no, that's not the case. They can't get a loan with your company. They can get a loan from another company that doesn't have that restriction. And so it's really important to ask questions. Um, do you have overlays um, as, a, as a company? Um, for some people that, that may not be a problem because their DTI is low, but for others, you know, again, it just depends. And so, so <laughs> there's a little bit of uh, uh, difference between who you work with and what they can accomplish. One of the things that comes up a lot is, you know, a, a lot of veterans experience. This is just, I don't know if it's a demographic or us or what happens, divorce, what have you is, you know, credit problems. Uh, there's no easy way to say it. You know, they get into a hard time or, you know, they, they, they went out and bought that Mustang and Camaro with 30% interest and they have credit problems. Um, and, and it's it's my understanding for a lot of them that's that's what keeps them from even trying to get a house they've got a rental uh it's as good as it's going to get so why even bother because they're just going to get denied anyway and i i get it from the business side you know the the, the housing crash earlier and what prompted you know a lot of uh, scrutiny but you know i'm being told now by some people that hey you know there there's there's a, well, there's a will, there's a way. I mean, what's your take on that as, as someone's trying to navigate this very, um, it's, it's a long process. Yeah, um, that definitely can be a challenge. We, uh, all LOs run into people with credit challenges. Um, one, let's just first say there's nothing to be ashamed of because um, everybody has challenges in life. Um, so a good LO is going to say, um, hey, I'm not going to tell you, you can't buy a home. Uh, it's not a no. I never tell somebody no, but I may tell somebody um, there's more of a how and when do we accomplish this. Yeah. And some people have to work on their credit. Um, it, so there are credit repair companies out there. Some are good and some are not so good. And that's, again, part of the challenge. It confuses. Um, and the credit is is also an interesting um issue with the va technically the va doesn't have a credit requirement there isn't one however all lenders are going to have some sort of minimum because they're the ones lending the money right and right so there's a risk factor um and each company has a different risk factor they're willing to be comfortable with my company uh goes down to 580. there are some that go down to 500. Um, now that doesn't automatically mean you can get a loan because you're at 505. There, there are other, uh, issues, you know, if you have a bunch of late payments, I mean, the VA does still have some, they want to see you on time with all your, your payments for 12 months. Um, that's where they consider you in good standing. Are there a few one-offs you can get away with and explain away? Sure. But, um, but the point is, is, um, Credit is important. Um, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't such a heavy factor, but it is. Yeah. And um, just keeping up on your on your 
you know, monthly payments is huge. Um, because if you can do that, there's a lot more you can overcome with the VA loan. If you stay on time with payments, you can overcome um, high usage rate on credit cards. You can overcome some of those other issues, a bankruptcy in the past, uh, foreclosure in the past. That doesn't negate your ability to, to purchase a home with the VA loan. I mean, of course, every uh, individual is going to be different. And so you need to talk to, my suggestion is talk to a mortgage specialist first. Um, don't talk to a realtor first. Don't talk to a credit specialist first. Talk to a loan specialist in the VA space first. Then you can talk to the others as needed. Now, as you're talking, one thing that, that came to mind, Mark, that I didn't take consideration before we started talking is you're based in Georgia. Now, can you only work with people in Georgia because this is a nationwide show and, you know, somebody from Idaho may call you, but I just, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Um, I am licensed in Georgia and South Carolina, so I cannot help somebody in Idaho. That said, um, I will help a veteran anytime in any way I can. Um, I get calls or messages from, you know, people that see me on social media or whatever the case, and uh, it doesn't matter where they are. I will um, help them. I can't necessarily do their mortgage, but um, I'll help them get in touch with uh, VSO if they need, or if they want to purchase a home in their state, I will get them in touch with a VA specialist that I know uh, and trust that will take care of them and knows the VA loan very well. Um, I mean, that, that, I had a client here that moved to Georgia and then wanted to move back up north. They missed the north. and. Um, and I contacted one of my, my colleagues as a VA, that's a VA loan specialist and he was able to help them out. So, um, we're pretty well networked, uh, those that, that are VA specialists and, um, yeah, we, we can get you taken care of no matter where you are. So, so you know, the, the prospective buyers going through all this, it's a very stressful time. I mean, I'm trying to figure out where I want to be and, and how I'm going to get there. And it, it's it's not fun, and the reason I say it's not fun is, you, you know, you're you're starting a family, or you're like me, looking for like a forever home, or, or just wanting to downsize. And at least in my area, there's like nothing, and what's there is for, well, I don't know how real estate prices are in in your area, but up here. It's not uncommon to find a home in my town for eight hundred thousand to one point two million. Those are the only ones that are left. Anything below six hundred thousand is bought before it even hits the market. So, a lot of us are saying, you know, what do you do? Do you move? Do you check out? Do you wait it out? And you have some people, well, it's eight hundred thousand, but just eat peanut butter or you know, buy that fixer upper for $300,000 and, and fix it up for the next five years and you'll be fine. It's, it's a quagmire, Mark. It's a quagmire. And I don't know what to do. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm wrestling with this because there's not a lot of options. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough market. No question about it. Um, yeah. and, and to be real blunt, I think the expectation, it's going to be a tough market for probably another year or so. Um, this, we actually had a drop in home prices in, in just the last few weeks, I've noticed. Um, you know, 
the question comes is, um, is it a good time to buy? And theoretically, I could say it's always a good time to buy because homes always uh, increase in value. Over yeah. the history, they increase in value. But that's a little ignorant to just make a blanket statement like that. Um, I think each person has to really um, understand their personal situation. Um, it's not the right time to buy for everybody. Um, if you're in financial position to do so, then as a general rule, I'm going to say, sure, it's a good time to buy because um, over time, it, as long as you're going to be in a home for a period of time, I mean, if you think you could be uh, moving in the next year or two, sure, that's a little risky. Um, no question. But when you look at history and over seven year periods of time of keeping a home, it's always increased in value. Even through yeah. the crash, if you bought pre-crash and then sold post-crash, you had tons of value in your home. Sure. So um, everything is individualistic as, as far as circumstances. But yeah, I mean, I get it. Home prices are high and so are interest rates right now. Um, it's a challenge. And I have, I have buyers that come into the buying pool and drop out of the buying pool just because they couldn't find what they wanted in uh in a home at, at this in this market um but you know every, and every market's a little different i can't yeah, say sure across the board my market most of my veterans are getting uh seller concessions if you're familiar with that is that's when oh. the, that's when the uh a seller concession is when the seller offers to pay some of the closing costs for the buyer and nearly all of my veteran buyers are getting seller concessions. If it's a couple thousand, it's a couple thousand. I had one that had 20,000 seller concessions. So, um, you know, there's, there's still good deals out there um, in certain markets at the, at the right times and the right places. And what I would suggest is um, make sure you're in financial position to make that payment. And if you can, you'll be refinancing into an EARL um, which is just the VA refinance uh, rate reduction loan. Uh, you'll be refinancing in the next year or two or three max probably. Um, and, uh, and you'll get a better rate, but make sure the current payment works for you and that uh, you're, you can be patient in purchasing uh, and, and wait for that right situation for you. Speaking of payment, um, you know, I'm, I'm running the numbers and I'm like, you know, I might have to cinch the belt a little bit, but it just seems like, Mark, that I should focus on a 15 year note versus a 20 and 30 year if I can do it. And it, it's it's a higher out of pocket per month expense. Absolutely. But it seems like, man, I am saving a ton of money on interest and the time to you know close a loan is is a lot uh am, am i seeing it right there no uh your 15 years going to be um i mean again if you can afford that payment um you're, you're going to be paying far less in interest and and uh likely your interest rate is going to be lower also uh so yeah i mean if again if you can take on that payment go for it um it, it's it's a better financial decision generally well, speaking the reason I ask is, you know, we're sitting around with some of the, you know, veterans and I'm, you got to understand in this crowd, I'm the young whippersnapper. 
which is hard to believe, but that's the truth. We debate things and, you know, go with a 15-year note. No, 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 no. You should do the 30-year note and just pay the 15-year rate on the 30-year note. And this is where I'm glad you're on because I'm like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a loan specialist. Mortgage. I'm not. But I'm hearing advice being thrown out by other guys who are not. This is you could make a decision based on what you hear that can affect your entire life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first suggestion is one: talk with a VA loan specialist. Okay. <laughs> and you cool. are one. <laughs> stop. Stop listening to you know y- your cousin Eddie's. Uh, uh, stories about when he bought a house in 1982, you know? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, again, every, every situation is different. And I hate to yeah. make blanket statements just because um, what's good for you may not be good for somebody else. And just to be really honest, most people try and push the envelope because they want more home for their money. And so they're willing to stretch a little bit and they'd rather go with that 30 year higher interest, um, payment because they can get a little more home. Um, and so they're thinking more of what do I get for my money as opposed to, um, how am I more financially savvy in this purchase? Um, and so, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's important that you ask the questions of your mortgage, uh, originator and, um, look at the different options, see what's going to make sense for you in your situation and what payment works for you. Um, you know, you also want to be in a home that you're happy with. So you, you got to find that balance between your personal finances and being, in my opinion, uh, conservative, take care of your, you and your family's needs financially, but also be happy with a home that, that you're going to find joy in. Um, you know, studies show that people are happier um, and more content that own homes. So I, I don't know the causation versus correlation on that. I'm not a psychologist, but, um, but the studies show that. And, and so, um, you know, it is important to understand both sides of it. Sure, sure. Um, so at a high level, what are what are some bullet point best practices, you know, to buying a home as a veteran? It, it sounds like one, first and foremost, talk to a VA certified loan specialist to get your finances order or at least understand where you are financially. And then it seems like you have to really decide, you know, what you can afford long term. Is there anything else that you, you got to do during this trying time? I'm a big believer of of listening to your gut. I know that may sound odd, but usually, um, you know, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, hey, I've got big eyes for having a really nice house. Um, that little voice, but the inner voice, um, you know, going, you know, Ooh, I don't, there's something not feeling right about that particular house or whatever. Um, also, let me just back up to something I want to say. I am certified by, by an organization. I know a lot of VA loan specials that aren't technically certified, but they are really good at what they do. Okay. Um, it just depends on whether you, which organization you you you're with, 
uh, on whether they actually offer a certification or not. But, um, but asking the right questions is the most important thing. Um, so yeah, knowing the right questions to ask, I think is, is really the key. Uh, again, being educated. Um, and, and the challenge comes is there's so much bad data out there. Where do you turn? Um, you know, there's, I can go to the Google right now and there's actually loan companies that put out information that is actually incorrect on the VA loan and, and aren't correct guidelines. Um, That's crazy. You know, and so I'm in professional real estate groups and loan officer groups. And oftentimes in these groups, somebody will ask a question and it's shocking how much bad data flies around, even amongst industries, quote, professionals. Um, and, and so it's really important to ask the right questions that pertain to you and your situation and make sure that they understand the VA process and also understanding, you know, you. Um, I think you have to understand who you are. And I had a, um, I worked with a veteran. Um, she was in her 70s, wanted to move to Georgia, had a small little kind of farm up north and was just getting too old to take care of it. Um, she has MST or military sexual trauma and she's bipolar. Now it takes somebody with a certain type of temperament to work with her. I mean, we had 40 minute cry sessions, um, sweet lady, but you know, she had some, some challenges and she knew it too. She was a wonderful person, but, um, know yourself. Um, if you need somebody that's going to be patient with you, make sure that patient, that person's going to work with you, hold your hand through the whole process and talk to you. If you are somebody that, um, you know, has all your finances in a row and you just need somebody to kind of handle the loan because they're licensed and you are well-versed, then find that right person for you. Um, you know, who you work with is really important. Yeah. Um, and, and they really should match your needs. Speaking of needs being matched, I mean, this is a people-based business with the, you know, it's it's about getting the loan, getting the money, getting the house, but it, it's about people. So you've you've had to work with a lot of different people in a lot of different situations. Is there anybody else besides veterans that you have an affinity toward or any other kind of outreach you do, you know, professionally or personally, Mark? Um, yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> So outside of veterans, I just like working with uh, people that are looking for somebody to, to work with them, hold their hand through the process, educate them. Um, I like to be involved with my clients. Um, that's, that's how I work personally, but also inside the veteran community, uh, I'm on the board of, of Genesis Joy House, which is- Really? The, what, now what's that? Yeah, Genesis Joy House is the only uh, all-female veteran shelter for the unhoused. Um, and we do a lot of community outreach. So, uh, we're a hand up, not a hand out. Um, it's a program. It's not an overnight stay. We do background checks, drug tests, and we are putting female veterans back on their feet and back into society. Um, and we, so we have programs, help them find jobs, 
help them find longer term housing, help them with their finances, um, help them with a resume, whatever it is they particularly need. Um, we have counselors on staff and any veteran, um, male or female can uh, work through our resources, but the shelter for, you know, living is only for females. Um, females are 250% um, more likely to commit suicide than civilian females. Um, they're four times greater uh, to be homeless compared to male veterans. Um, one in three has military sexual trauma. So the struggle's real. Um, you know, that's not to negate um, the male veteran um, because they have their challenges too. Uh, but there's there's a lot of uh, shelters, um, military Mike in, involved in one over in Monroe, yep. Georgia. Yep. Um, Operation Rally Point, great organization for, for all types of veterans. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a passion uh, for me. I met the founder ironically i was on my way to be on a panel on a va uh at a va conference in dallas and she just happened to uh, be on the same flight going to visit grandkids and asked me if she could uh plug in her phone next to me and we struck up a conversation and uh next thing you know i'm i'm joining the board of genesis joy house and it's been a real blessing um yeah there's 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 many who struggle and it's 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 hard to watch well i'll certainly put that link in the oscar mike radio show post people can learn about their mission uh you know from my knowledge uh female veterans and female veterans need meeting needs or is the largest growing demographic of course in yep. in the veterans administration uh you know data that shows and you know there's needs that need to be met so uh, the fact you're doing this is really commendable, which leads me to my next thing. You know, you have to give it yourself. You, you, people can't really see. It's not like you're building a house or working on a car or it's intangible, right? So you get to the end of the work day, end of the work week. You know, I don't know if you're a Georgia fan or not. I'm an LSU fan. But you get to game day. Do you look back on the week and think, you know, I, I did some good today. What's the most rewarding part of, of your career, Mark? Um, seeing the joy. On yeah. um, on, you know, I'm 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 working with uh, a veteran right now that um, he's been denied by multiple lenders because they were they were restrictive and knowing that we can get this this veteran into a home who's going to bring his his dying father into his home um that's rewarding um seeing a female unhoused veteran that goes through our program at genesis joy house and comes out the other end with a job and a place to live. Um, you know, that's that's rewarding. Um, getting a phone call or a text from a veteran really excited because um, I introduced him to Military Mike who, who helped him get their benefits. Um, you know, they struggled for whatever reason to file a claim 
and got a check in the mail for 20 grand um, three months after they closed on their house, which was a, a refund on their funding fee. Um, those, you can put a price on that. Again, yeah. you know, the money doesn't get me up out of my bed, but man, seeing that and the struggle's real. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of these, some of these loans or some of these young ladies that, that come in and out of Joy House, it's hard sometimes. The days can be hard and it's an emotional roller coaster. And sometimes you want to pull your hair out and wonder why you're doing this. But there's there's that reward to see the joy in their in their faces or hear it in their voice when they call or see it at the closing table when they're signing documents for their first home that they never thought they'd get. You know, um, seeing that um, that young female that that gets into a, a permanent home from being unhoused um, because she was in a bad relationship and had to leave quickly and needed our, our program to get her back on her feet. Um, there is no price you can put on that. None. So in a way, you know, your, your father served his country and, and in a way and this, you served, you're serving now. And I want to bring this up because a lot of civilians like yourself asked me, what can I do? And, you know, what would, if I, if I wanted to understand the veteran world, would I be accepted or what could I offer? And I'm like, we all can serve in our own way. We all can add value in our own way. And, and, you know, closing this down, I mean, you're doing that, right? I mean, these people are going to have homes. We study them, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which, which goes to shelter being the primary foundation of that triangle, right? And, and you're providing that, you, you know, I'd have to think that, you know, your father, your family are, are very proud of the work you're doing. Um, well, thank you. Um, it's, uh, it is a labor of love. Um, yeah. when I teach my CE course, um, I teach the real estate agents how to get more veteran clients. And the answer is fairly simple. Get involved, just get involved in any way. Um, you don't have to dive in the deep end like I did. Um, you know, whatever level you can do, do. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think most of us that are civilians that jump into this space um, surely have that um, hesitance because we're not veterans. And what I've learned through this process is you just need to care. You just need to show kindness and compassion and empathy. I will never understand what a war veteran went through but I can show them empathy and show them respect and love and kindness. And if you do those things, um, you know, you're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be able to relate to them in some way and they will relate to you and they will be grateful for your efforts. Absolutely. Um, I'm just grateful. I, I feel, I feel it a privilege. Um, it's, um, yeah, I, I have the gratitude at the end of the day, but, um, it's, it's never, I've never felt, uh, 
a pat on my own back because um, because I did this or that for a veteran. I, I'm the one who feels privileged to work with the veterans. Um, you know, what, what I feel in some way, um, I'm, I'm showing a little gratitude for what my father went through and the challenges he faced in his life from being a, a veteran and a, and a World War II veteran. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I'm just grateful. Well, I mean, again, it's a lot of civilians, you want to help veterans, want to support active duty, especially now with everything going on. And it's like, how do you do it? And, and so this lesson of, you know, getting involved, you don't have to dive right in, but you can get involved, you can help, you can, you can talk to uh, and then, you know, understand that you're making really impactful change in people's lives. I think that's, a, you know, the mortgage stuff was great, Mark. I really, I learned a lot, a lot of stuff I didn't know, but I think for a, a wider audience, whether they're in Georgia or South Carolina or, you know, Hawaii, I think that message you you, you conveyed is needs to be heard. So um, I will have all the links to the Genesis Joy House and Geneva Financial and, and your link. Uh, and in the Oscar Radio show post, what's the best way people can contact you to, you know, interact with you? Yeah, in this digital age, um, you can find me Veteran Mortgage Wingman on TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, Mark, Mark A. Clark on, on Facebook. Uh, I do have a Google business uh, set up under Veteran Mortgage Wingman. Uh, you may have to link it to Georgia as well uh, and state that, but um or you can just reach me at, uh, email me at Mark C as in Charlie at Geneva Phi Fi.com. Geneva Fi.com. I will, I will have those links. Uh, I, I, I got to check out your TikTok. I didn't do that, but I'm going to check it out because I'm trying to figure that platform out. I'll have those links to Oscar Mike Rio show post folks. You can get a hold of Mark. Uh, especially if you're in the Georgia and South Carolina area. And, you know, if you're, if you're Michael Madsen approved, you must be doing something right. So uh, please tell him I said, hello. Love that guy. How can you not? Right. I know. Not, Such a good guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I am trapped with Oscar Mike radio talking with Mark Clark, a veterans uh, wingman, uh, versus mortgage wingman, excuse me. And I've had a great time, Mark. I've, I've learned a lot. Uh, wish you all the best. Uh, I might be getting down to Georgia in 2024. So if I get your way, I'd definitely like to meet up. Would love that. Hey, you, you can learn something. You can increase your knowledge. You can move your life forward. I want to thank Mark again. As we say in Oscar Mike Radio, we are mission in flight. Thank you. Join us on National Wreaths Across America Day, December 16th, 2023. Each December on National Wreaths Across America Day, our mission to remember, honor, and teach is carried out by coordinating wreath-laying ceremonies at Arlington National Cemetery, as well as more than 3,700 additional locations in all 50 states, at sea and abroad. Join us by sponsoring a veteran's wreath at a cemetery near you, volunteering, or donating to a local sponsor group. Thank you for listening and watching Oscar Mike Radio. 
where our active duty service members and veterans are in action and the mission is in flight. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who needs help, please dial 998 and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line.